Who's going to say something? I thought you were. Yeah, I mean, oh, look, the little record button's on. Maybe I should say something. Hello, friends. Welcome to the second It Was a Thing on TV Before the Show show. That's Greg. That's Mike. I'm Chico. It's been a week. We've had one of the best episodes of It's Always Sunny in this season, or perhaps ever. Wait, It's Always Sunny in? That's the name of the show? No, It's Always Sunny in the past season. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not correct. The name we, of the will, show we will, is, we will figure this out, folks. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's the name of the show. And this week's episode was perhaps one of the funniest in the past season, if not ever. Have you ever been to your favorite pizza and child casino establishment and noticed that it's taking a turn downhill? We can say names. Why why are you like hiding the name? Everybody knows everybody doesn't have a Chuck E. Cheese or a Five Nights at Freddy's or a Risky Rats or Well, everybody's heard of Chuck E. Cheese though, or Pizza Time Theater. Maybe they don't have one, but I'm sure they've heard of it. Oh, I, I imagine that they have. Oh, not but not, not to put too fine of a point on it. Something having to do with Chuck E. Cheese is on the list. Oh, I yes. Oh, I yeah. don't know when we're going to cover it, but it's there. That's our ace in the hole for some time. It's really, really something. Yeah, getting back to what uh, Chico was alluding to. So this week's It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The gang went to a an establishment very much like Chuck E. Cheese, but again, using uh, Chico terminology, uh, legally distinct from Chuck E. Cheese. Similar to... Similar, but, but legally distinct, yes. And oh my gosh, where should we start? I think we'll start with Greg because Greg, there's been something stuck in his head for the last uh, couple of days. Oh yes, the Risky Rats Pizza theme song is stuck in my head, and now I just can't resist quoting it every chance I get. No, seriously, we do a little chat behind the scenes, and how many times has Craig mentioned that song? Just today, it's got to be at least like three or four. Do it, do it, do it, do whatever you want, and risky rats pizza. Do whatever you want. Uh, one, two. I'm actually counting one, two, three. <laughs> and then he said, "Why can't I get the risky rat song out of my head?" So that's four. Oh my gosh. Listen. FX needs to capitalize on this. They need to put this song available for streaming and purchase on iTunes, Amazon, wherever. I'd make it a ringtone. Yeah, but what would you put it as? Like, who would get the Risky Rats pizza ringtone? When I hear Whiskey Rats, whose name would you see on your phone? Okay. Well, I don't think I have that capability, even though my phone's only uh, about a year and three months old. 
but also given the stuff I have as ringtones on my phone right now and all the people who are like, what is that? What is that? What is that? I don't give a flying, you know, what if they don't know what it is, as long as I'm entertained, that's all that really matters. More power to you, my friend. But yeah, the, uh, the risky rants theme or music or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's an earworm to say the least. And that's just the beginning of the episode. <laughs> or at least it's introduced in the beginning of the episode. You hear it at different intervals uh, throughout the episode. But beyond that, I knew it was going to be good. I, I mentioned it last week. I said, oh, they're going to be going to like a Chuck E. Cheese type of place. And I think Greg and Cheek were like, yeah, this is going to be a great episode. And it did not disappoint. No, it did not. And I love the fact that freaking Mac brought like those old school tickets with him. Yeah, everybody's all digital now, but Mac's all like, screw that. I got tickets. If you go to a Dave and Buster's, all the tickets are digital. Digital. But he was so like pissed because he wanted like a rifle or something. And then he didn't get candy cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, he wanted a gun. Uh, they offered like some sort of space laser gun, uh, candy cigarettes, um, jawbreakers. Oh no, that's a choking hazard. We can't offer that. So he ultimately settled for nerds. Which, if you're gonna settle for something, settle for nerds. I mean, two flavors, and then you can bite them in your mouth, and it's just all crazy and stuff. To quote Ken Griffey Jr. in the Simpsons episode, it's like a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. There you go. But tell them about the timeout room. You know, when you're bad and your parents have nothing else to uh, entice you with, you get sent to the timeout room where, you know, you have a moment or two to freak down. Well, they have this Dr. Phil in a bear costume sort of deal. No, it was a dog. It was a dog. Oh, it was a dog. Why was I thinking about a bear? I, I don't know. Anyway, it was a sort of a Dr. Phil in a dog costume. And I think Mac just absolutely lost it when he saw it because next thing you know, everybody's looking to put the fun back in Risky Rats. And he had to go to the timeout room with like an eight-year-old kid because they got into a fight over skee-ball. Yeah, it was so great. That joke hunt that uh, Dee and Frank were doing with the scanner. They only found two jokes throughout the course of the episode, though. Oh, yeah. Um, There's the one that was uh, on the table leg uh, when they were uh, having the mozzarella sticks. And uh, there is another one on uh, basically like that sort of like showdown, uh, showcase showdown wheel, but it's not the showcase showdown wheel. You know what I'm talking about. It has a little sliver with like the big prize. Oh, yeah. I've seen that Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And uh, that's where the second joke uh, that they showed was, was attached to that. D should have known those mozzarella sticks were hot. They just came out of the fryer. But the big thing was Charlie and Dennis going to find the animatronic band because 
The female member of the animatronic band. Justine something or other? Yeah, something like that. Had supposedly realistic boobs. But when they found her, the boobs were sanded down. Hold on, Susan. What is your reaction to that? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, so we've gone from rifles and candy cigarettes to feel-good dogs and anatomically incorrect animatronics. And Charlie pulling out the bubble wrap that was where the boobs were. Oh, jeez. But then... Then it gets great, because then they go see the big show of the animatronic band. Or was it just with the puppets? Well, that's what uh, Frank and uh, and Charlie were going to do, was uh, invite everybody into the little back room and uh, show the band off. And then uh, Frank uh, hit the power switch on the, uh, on the circuit breaker or whatever, and... Uh, that's when the fun really started. <laughs> oh, the montage with the Risky Rat song was so gold. Let's just say hilarity ensues on a grander scale than I think we've ever seen on this show. I don't know about that. On a grander scale than we've ever seen on It's Always Sunny in, what, 16 seasons? That's quite an ask, if you ask me. Well, I say the ending to the gang wrestles for the troops tops that. With the trash man seeing everyone knocked on the floor. Nope, I think this one beats it. I think Risky Rats beats it. Uh, you know, my, my favorite ending, and this is going to sound horrible is uh, the episode where Dee convinces the guy to uh, strip for his daughter and she recognizes him. Dad! Wait, have you never seen that, Greg? I don't think I've seen it since it originally aired. It Same. Just, it Same. Just re- it just reran on FX, I want to say, within the last month or so. Oh my gosh. That is the uh, most amazing type of revenge ever. Tell him the guy to go strip for the women and he gives his daughter a lap dance and he's totally oblivious to it and she's totally oblivious until she looks up and Dad! Oh no, I can't go. I gotta hide my face in shame. Oh jeez. And Dad runs off the stage and he's wearing this little thong or g-string or whatever. Oh my gosh. And that's how you become a living meme. Well, how do we transition from that? Well, when we did our first before the show, all the way back in, what was it, October, November of 2022, it was right around the time Elon Musk bought Twitter and was turning it into a disaster. And we were all laughing at how disastrous it was going to be. And we were like, how is this disaster going to continue? How is this disaster going to end? And I think this week, we saw the beginning of the end for Twitter. Okay, for those of you who've been following along, over the weekends, Elon Musk, because 
he fired all the good people and he wanted all of the uh, bandwidth for himself, imposed a rate cap. I don't know if he wanted all the bandwidth for himself. He couldn't pay Google for it or whatever. But if you are a rank and file Twitter user, you can only read 600 tweets a day. Hold on. It's on the mobile app. On the mobile app. But on the mobile browser, you can view all, all, all the tweets that you want. Mobile browser Twitter. You can view whatever you want. And who do you know that uses the mobile website? Me. I do too, yeah. I ain't downloading that piece of shit app. Well, I've got the app, but I... Uh, when I'm on my laptop, I view it through the website. So yeah, 600 count for rank and file users. If you paid the $8 to get that tiny check mark. And let's be honest. If you have paid the $8 for Twitter Blue, I will say it. You are a loser. Can I I show you something, guys? I just want to show this to you. Do you see this? Do you see this? Yes, the Red Ranger. This is a Red Ranger lightning collection figure. Do you know how much I paid for this? How much? $25. This is more entertaining than having a little blue check mark. Especially since Chico's pinching it right in the crotch. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But if you bought one of those tiny little check marks, you could read 6,000 tweets. And let me just say, if you actually paid for Twitter Blue, why are you being limited to 6,000 tweets a day? Shouldn't it be unlimited to get people to subscribe to Twitter Blue? He really trying. He really trying. He really trying to get my $8, and I say no! No, sir! Okay, if you are reading more than 6,000 tweets a day, I suggest getting a new hobby. Well, I mean, think about it. If you read one tweet a second, there's 3,600 seconds in an hour, so 6,000 is going to take you to what? About, like, an hour and 40 minutes, an hour and 48 minutes. Get a life. But what constitutes reading a tweet? Is it like the tweets in your timeline? Is it clicking on the tweet? I don't know what the definition is of reading a tweet. And further, because he said this was temporary, but he never said for how long. For all we know, this is in perpetuity. This is from anywhere from two months to in perpetuity. So yeah, Twitter is a gigantic dumpster fire right now. It was a dumpster fire before. Now it's a gigantic dumpster fire. So, seeing a fail son fail, Mark Zuckerberg, the chief high muckety-muck of Meta, which owns Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, was poised to strike, and he introduced threads. 
which was actually a feature of Instagram dating back to 2017. But I suppose it was reformatted to be sort of a Twitter killer, if I may use the quotes. And all I can say is for the first 48 hours, it was magical. We had all of the accessibility of Twitter with uh, very strong content moderation, at least theoretically. Wouldn't you know some people had to go and ruin my day? A friend of mine showed me a uh, link to a bunch of uh, alt-right trolls decide to stir shit up on threads. Well, my response is, just block them. Just block them. They have like 5,000 places to go between Gab and that freaking Mr. Black off-brand Twitter. Yeah, and I just want to quote a woman much wiser than I when she said, influencers only have as much power as you give them. You block them, you take away their power to influence. Like in real life, surround yourself with threads that will make you better. Right? Right. Like ours. Did we mention that we're on threads now? Oh yeah! Mike made a threads account for the show. It was rather easy. He just linked it to our Instagram. I mean, that's the way you set up a threads account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically you have your Instagram, you go to threads.net, download the app, and then uh, you basically just... I didn't even think you had to sign in. I think it automatically imported that information, so you just chose the account. So I chose my personal account first, and then I'm like, hey, you know, it's eventual. We're going to have one for the, uh, the podcast, so Miles would do that. And uh, gosh, I hope you two have access to that account because I I'm, don't want to be the I'm person. looking at it right now. I'm, I'm seeing where this is it, and I'm tapping it, and... Hold on. Time out. I have no idea how you switch accounts on threads. You need to oh, you have off. to log off. You yeah, have to log gotta, off. You got to do a full log off. And then uh, where it says more accounts at the bottom, all the accounts that are on your device should appear. Oh, okay. So when I click switch accounts, yeah, I see it. Oh, so bring this full circle. We just followed Bright Sun Films and, well, well Greg knows what I'm talking about because he actually... Uh, Reply to it. Wait, Jake replied to us on threads? No, you replied to Jake. Oh, I did. And you know what I replied back with? Well, hold on. Describe what Jake posted on threads. Okay, so Jake posted something that looks like something out of whatever Canada has for Chuck E. Cheese. Because Jake is Canadian and proud. Oh, they have risky rats up there. No, that's a duck and a dog, and I believe that's a lumberjack. And there's there's a lady who's looking at <laughs> she's there's a lady who's looking at all three of what passes for the rock of fire explosion, and she's going all like nah, nah. <laughs> and here's Greg. He's posted to him, and he's he's replied to his thread. He says, Greg. 
What did you say to him? I said to Jake, no risky rats pizza. Do it, do it, do it, do whatever you want. <laughs> but I do like how one person wrote Five Nights at Freddy's vibes. I gotta be honest. I cannot wait for when Peacock has the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's, and I don't care much for horror. But you know what? I'm intrigued by a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I will tell you something. If it's anything like the Banana Splits movie, I am sold. You saw the Banana Splits movie, right? I heard about it. It was like during uh, the pandemic it came out, right? Yeah. Might have been one year before the pandemic, actually. It was sort of a direct-to-video sort of thing. And all I can say is, <laughs> we killed so many people. That's it! That's the picture I just showed you! Do you see the image, Mike? What the what? <laughs> Is that from the uh, Banana Splits movie? No, that's from Bright Sun Films. That's the image I replied to. That's Canadian Risky Rats? Yes. No Dingbat Duck. No, it's not Dingbat Duck. It's Dapper Duck. Oh, that's right. It's Dapper Duck. It's Dapper Duck. We can't call it Dingbat Duck. No, 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 no. No, sir. No, no, you just can't say a certain word to describe Dingbat Duck. But I love, I love that Threads has become so big that Elon Musk is like, I'm going to sue Mark Zuckerberg for Threads. And hold on a second. Let me quote right here a line from the immortal video game Smash TV. All right, Mr. Shrapnel. Good luck! You'll need it! Smash TV, the spiritual successor to Robotron 2084, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Yeah, it's like Robotron 2084, but with cash and prizes. Okay, I can buy that. I just never made the connection till now. Instead of, you know, protecting the last human family, you're trying to get out of a game show studio with your life. I do love when it was on the Super Nintendo. They had to do the thing where every Super Nintendo game had Super in it. And they called it Super Smash TV. But it was essentially the same game. Everything had Super, Super Double Dragon, Super Castlevania 4, Super Sup- Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> super Bases Loaded with Ryan Sandberg. Super RBI Baseball. Super R-Type. Did not uh, have Super Gradius, though. No, but hold on. Super WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Who could forget? We talked about that. In, uh, I think, the NES Super NES commercials episode, the uh, Nintendo Power cover of Hogan giving Earthquake the leg drop with the Super Nintendo controller photoshopped in his hand. And you're welcome. 
Oh, hold on a second. Speaking of, I got to mention something that I've talked about this with Mike and Chico. There was an episode of Dark Side of the Ring a couple weeks ago about Doink the Clown. Oh, God, I remember this episode. <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever hear of somebody who could possibly do more coke than Herb Abrams? Doink could do more coke than Herb Abrams. <laughs> he went apparently on a nine-day bender of coke. Not the drinky, drinky Coke, the sorty, sorty Coke, the bad kind, not the good kind. How did he manage to live after that? I don't know. <laughs> it was a crazy guy. It was a crazy time. Yeah. Well, when you're dressed up like a clown, of course you'd act crazy and snort all that Coke. I always loved when I played WrestleMania, the arcade game. How, like, Doink had that move where if you had the, uh, put it there, and then you'd electrocute the guy for the handshake. That was great. Well, this may be a weird ad, but uh, since you mentioned the games on the Super Nintendo that started with the word Super, guess what I'm looking at? Oh, what is it? All the Super Nintendo games that... Have the name Super attached to it. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, Super Adventure Island, Super Adventure Island 2. You guys remember that from Hudson Soft? Oh, Adventure Island was awesome. I love that game. Yo, Yuzo Koshiro, he could bang out a soundtrack. And I think one of those games was featured on Nick Arcade. Super Back to the Future 2. Oh, that was Japan only on the Super Famicom, but... I did manage to get a reproduction cart in a Super Nintendo cartridge, like, last year. Oh, my. Super bases loaded, super bases loaded, two super bases loaded, three licensed to steal. <laughs> super Bomberman. How do we forget Super Bomberman? Oh, my gosh. And then also Super Bomberman 2, 3, 4, and 5. Super Bonk. Super Buster Brothers. Oh, I loved Buster Brothers back in the day. Super Caesar's Palace. Oh, that's awesome. Hold on. Does it have, like, a rolling ball of letters in Super Caesar's Palace? Super Caesar's Challenge. I would love that. A Super Nintendo Ahmad Rashad. The kids would have loved it in 1993. Super Castlevania 4. Oh my gosh, Super Double Dragon, you mentioned that. Uh, let's see here. Super Famicom Wars, Super F1 Hero, both Japanese releases. Uh, let's see what other good ones are on here. Super Fishing Big Fight. What? Super what? That sounds, that sounds like a Japan-only That's a Japan-only release, yeah. That's definitely not American. Oh, Super Goals and Ghosts. In case regular ghouls and ghosts wasn't hard enough. Remember, it started with ghosts and goblins. Then you had ghouls and ghosts, and that came out on the Mega Drive, or the Genesis, if you want to get American about this. And then you had the super ghouls and ghosts, because super. Super James Pond. I love the James Pond series. That's great. Don't tell me you guys have ever played James I've Pond. heard of it. 
You've heard it, okay. That was an EA joint, right? That was an EA joint, yes. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars, obviously. Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Super Metroid. They were going to release Super Mega Man, but they reformatted it into the Mega Man X series. Super Ninja Boy. I love me some Super Ninja Boy. Super Off-Road, Super Off-Road, the Baja. Because remember, uh, Super Off-Road, there was nothing super about it. That was the name of the game. I have an Iron Man Stewart Super Off-Road. Okay, I would play the hell out of these, even though they'd be really boring and they were Japanese releases only. Super Pachinko and Super Pachinko Tyson. That's T-A-I-S-E-N, right? I love me some Pachinko. Super RBA Baseball, Super R-Type. And I think Super R-Type was definitely on uh, Nick Arcade since we mentioned that earlier. Oh, yeah. Super Smash TV, mentioned that. Super Solitaire Mr. Black. Island. No! Get out of that island! No, no, no. You don't know what's going to happen to that island in 20 years. Super Star Wars, Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi. The hardest mother effing games ever. The Super Star Wars games from LucasArts. Chica, wouldn't you agree? Yes, sir. Yeah, there's Super Turrican and Super Turrican 2, now that you mentioned that. Well, hold on. I believe Super Turrican 2 is an exclusive. I think it was an unreleased Super Nintendo game, but years later it came out, because when Analog came out with the Super NT a couple years ago, Super Turrican and Super Turrican 2 were built in right into the Super NT. According to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, it did come out in the U.S. November 1995. Okay, I must be thinking of a director's cut then. Because I know they did release a director's cut of both games, I think, on the Super NT. Yeah. Okay, for the unreleased games, oh my gosh, the first one... I'm sure this sold a ton of cartridges. Super 3D Noah's Ark. <laughs> okay, I've got to see what that is. That that seems like a, a real winner. That was featured on an AVGN Christmas video like way back when. It is basically Doom, but with Noah's Ark. That's not fun. Yeah, it is. Have you ever played Doom? Yeah, I've played Doom. That's fun. Doom on Noah's Ark? Not fun. The game plays similar to Wolfenstein 3D, but the graphics were changed to reflect a non-violent theme. Instead of killing Nazi soldiers in a castle, the players take the part of Noah wandering the Ark using a slingshot to shoot sleep-inducing food at angry attacking animals. Mostly goats in order to render them unconscious. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need to look on eBay to see if this thing has actually been sold in the last three months. Oh my gosh. Super 3D Noah's. Oh my gosh. It's automatically coming up. It's automatically populating. $45. $199. $189. $50. Let me go to the sold listings. 
Oh, and LGR has done a video on Super 3D Noah's Ark, if you want to find it. It's nine minutes and six seconds. And the description, help Noah put all the animals on the Ark back to sleep using food-launching weaponry. And it also tells the true behind-the-scenes story about the making of this game. Right. Oh, hold on. I found a gameplay of this. Oh, no. Okay, let me, let me cue this up. Hold on a second. This is a reskin. Yeah, this is from the Steam version. Oh, look, you get trivia questions. I was not told there'll be Bible trivia in this. And all he has is like a stupid slingshot. Like, not the big ass slingshot from Angry Birds. A freaking uh slingshot you'd make at school. Somebody had I, I like that this is similar enough, but not, you know, it's like, somebody's like, hey, can I copy off of you? Well, okay, but change it a little so it looks like you're, you know, not copying me. Oh, cool. He's saving the game. Uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Grab the sheep! Grab the sheep! I'm gonna say it. This arc looks like it runs on Time Lord technology. Oh, it definitely does run on Time Lord technology. Maybe Keenan Wynn designed the uh, architecture for this arc. Who knows? Oh, damn it! That goat's in the crap. This is some good music, though. <laughs> I like this. He's down to 69 health. Nice. Okay, well, enough of that crap. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got a, we've got more entertaining things to watch soon. Oh, speaking of entertaining things, so as we're recording this, Chica, we're halfway through Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I feel like this is sort of lacking. Well, we're only halfway through. Yes, I've seen, like, a bit of a wow moment since uh, Maria Hill was shot dead. So Hold on! Spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't seen it yet! But yeah, in episode one, they kill Kobe Smolders off! They killed Robin Sparkles, y'all. Yeah. How's Ted Mosby gonna react to this? I don't even want to think about it. Just sad. 
And then, uh, second spoiler, they fire Nick Fury from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he goes back to his wife, who is also a Skrull. What? His wife is a Skrull. Or a Skrull is his wife. I, I don't know how this story works. All I know is they're setting up for the eventual Fantastic Four movie by introducing the Super Scroll. But it's like, okay, where's the chase and are you going to cut to it? And speaking of, when the hell are they finally going to cast for that damn Fantastic Four movie already? They've cast one-fourth of the Fantastic Four. One-fourth. Wait, they've cast somebody? They've actually cast somebody? No, for if this you remember, um, it was Doctor Strange where we meet Reed Richards. No, because John Krasinski played a variant of Mr. Fantastic. Oh! I don't know how the multiverse works. But yeah, so far they have not cast anybody. They have to get this whole strike situation sort of figured out first. We've got to, you know, get the writers back writing. we got to get the actors back acting. We've got to calm the storm here. I don't know if you guys know this, but Hollywood's almost on fire. Yeah, I got plenty to say in the year-end review, hopefully, when this is all settled. If this freaking writer's strike goes into New Year's, like, that's pathetic. That's all I have to say about that. Like, this strike should not last, like, more than a month. Period. This should not have lasted more than a month. But like I said, I will have plenty to say about it when we get to the year-end show. All I'm saying that 2008 lasted 100 days. We're going to be in it for longer than that. And why? Because AMPTP doesn't like to share their toys. All right, so that's basically uh, the before the show show, the show that we're about to uh, record and that you're going to hear later this week. The return of one of our favorite series, Hometown Commercials. Number four, folks. And if you thought that we hit the pinnacle of the form with the first three. I will let you know right now, we're not even close. We've got some good ones for you lined up, just to wet your whistle a little bit, just to let you stew on it until Thursday. Okay? Okay. So that's been the Before the Show show. Uh, that's Greg. That's Mike. I'm Chico. Thank you ever so much for listening. Please be kind to one another, and we will see you for that Hometown Commercials episode later this week. Wow! Oh, yeah! It's time for action. It's time for fun. You better move, get off your butt, and run. You're a kid. You make the rules. Be rude, freak out, and do, do something, something cool. Take go crazy, have fun, go nuts. At Risky Eat Ranch Pizza, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. 
get whatever you want.